Back at it again. Again. What's going on, man? Shit. 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 We're, we're just telling a story at the end of the day. You can enjoy a fully clothed, <laughs> totally platonic cuddle session. Not sure, Not uh, sure. what we're doing. <laughs> are, but they, are these lines safe? Yeah, we, we can literally say anything we want. Talk mad shit. Please continue to follow us. Um, you yeah. can find us on all social medias. Uh, all social medias. All social medias. All yeah. podcasts. Uh, Everywhere that you could listen to a podcast, we're pretty much there. Recording, smart ass. <laughs> hey, hey, smart ass. What's up, man? What's up, man? Nothing. Ten o'clock. Sunday night. Yeah, man. I think we used to like record kind of late. I feel like, but uh, I feel like this might be one of the later ones that we've done in a while. So hopefully, I, hopefully you'll stay awake through my fucking <laughs> volley. Uh, dude, I'm dude. Fuck it. Since quarantine, man, I ain't fucking been to bed before one o'clock. Oh, really? At all? You stay up for real? Oh, wow. Yeah, man. Like last night, I went to bed at two or three. Damn. I was up at seven. Like, damn. Yeah, I can't do that. Like, I want to. I'm like, ooh, cool. I'm gonna stay up and I'm gonna work on some shit. Like, I'm gonna post some stuff on YouTube for our for our show. Some episodes get caught up. I'm gonna do some research. I might even play some Call of Duty and die a bunch real quick. And but then I'm like sitting there. And I'm just fucking falling asleep. Like ten o'clock. I'm like, God, I'm weak. <laughs> yeah. Nah. So like, I've been playing like when I get a chance, which it's actually interesting. Like now that Knox is getting older. Like, I feel like I have a little bit more time to play a video game here and there, but it's definitely not. Like, I can't do stretches. Like, I can't do, like, an hour here, two hours here. Like, yeah. I could, like, I could, like, when he took a nap or something, but, you know, that's just kind of shitty. Like, yeah. there's tons of stuff to do that needs to be done, right. but two hours of me playing a video game is really fucking selfish. Yeah. So. Like the other night, though, I, I was able to sit down here and play, and I was like, I actually playing this game where like you, there's a lot of cooperative shit that goes on, and it's like a military game, and I fucking love it. But like, dude, I'm so far removed from playing video games with other humans yeah. <laughs> that like I don't have like a mic and a headset anymore. Like, so I basically like had to call my buddy and like put the phone on speaker. And we like played the video game with the, the cell phone on speaker so that we could like coordinate what the fuck we were doing. It was the most janky 2020, like it's 2020 and like, I'm, I'm fucking having to call my buddy up and talk on the phone to play a video game with him. I was like, dude, what the fuck? That's hilarious. Oh shit. I tried to play Fortnite with a, a buddy of mine. Uh, him and his kid play and he's like dude we like we play in these tournaments and we win money and shit and i was like well i don't know Fortnite." i was like seems like a thing like kitties and shit like play and he's like no it's pretty fun so i started playing i was like eh but uh like i put my headset on that i've had since i don't know the 90s or something and, yeah and like the mic didn't work and so i was like oh well, let me grab my like I had my old Beats by Dre headphones and I put those on and that's what I was using. And I was like, well, eh, it's working, but still, I just, I'm, I don't have, I agree. I don't have the time to sit and do it, but I also don't have the attention span to, to sit and do something for like more than 30 minutes or not, not, not a video game. In my mind, I'm just going, Oh, there's so much shit that I need to be doing. I can feel my wife just being like, you lazy fuck. Don't sit and play video games. So, you know, uh, it's fun, but I, not enough to where I'm going to get back into it or nothing. Well, dude, like, I used to be able to, like, man, I could fucking bang out, like, fucking six, eight hours of team deathmatch and shit on a fucking Call of Duty yeah. back in the day, like, and love it. And now, like, dude, my, my taste has just changed. Like, I don't yeah. really give a fuck about team deathmatch 
at all or like free for alls and shit like like if the point of the game is just to run around and kill people like i don't give a shit about that like i need like storyline or like i need an objective to like be doing like just massive chaos like battlefield shit like i'm just like eh. Yeah, you're just because you're not you're not trying to reach another level of you know what I mean. Like you're not, you don't have a goal. I'm not. I'm also not twelve year old. Twelve years old from Germany or Korea or what the fuck ever. Which like, is why I lose considerably more than I than I win, and I just get aggravated. <laughs> so. and I, I'm also not a very like patient or gracious loser. <laughs> so uh, it's. It's really not good for my... You're cursing at little kids. <laughs> well, it's, it's not good for, like, my serenity. Like, that'll fuck my day up. <laughs> What's like, wrong, that, dude? Fucking Call of Duty, dude. <laughs> like, that, like, I hate to say it like that, but that will literally, like, fuck my day up. Like, <laughs> that little bastard. Like, and, and I'm, like, such a sore loser where I'm, like, I want to get back on and fucking go. Like... So like I just I I decided that like I just stay away from team deathmatch games and shit. Like I love modern warfare and like those games. Like just playing through the game. Yeah. But after that, I'm like people are like, oh dude, I'm gonna get on and I'm like, have fun with that, bro. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah, I suck at it. Um, to totally change gears, you know what else I suck at? Apparently, using a wheelbarrow. Because <laughs> my my old fence, like remember I had the privacy fence put up. Well the chain link fence that was there they just left and i was like all right well shit and so luckily my neighbors having some junk moved around and i was like i can't dude it's like concrete on the end of the the post you know what i'm saying i i mean i can kind of lift it but i can't carry it to the front of my fucking so i'm like well so he let me borrow his wheelbarrow not easy to do and i look like an idiot my neighbors are out there and they can't come help me because of social distancing so i'm just like got it it's falling over and shit i was like this is the work i'm gonna be so happy when fucking my yard is done and i never have to go out there and work <laughs> dude my wife and i have literally been talking about like you know like we're gonna redo the basement like i'm we're pretty set on redoing the basement yeah um and not like redo, redo the basement. Like I'm not doing anything fucking crazy, but like we're gonna like do a little bit to the basement, and then like we'll catch ourselves talking about like, hey, let's do this and this and then. And we're both then like after about two minutes, we're both like, no, dude, like we're not, we're moving. Like fuck this. Like <laughs> why am I gonna continue to pour money into a house that I don't give a shit about? Like. <laughs> Are you guys, oh, so you guys are already considering moving? Dude, I've been considering moving for like a year. Oh, ever since you found out about the fucking screens on your windows, you're like, I'm out of here. Not even that, man. That was recent. That The screens on the window thing was recent. Right. That just, but like, no, nah, dude, like, it's weird. Like, the shit that you look at when you buy a house, like, when your life changes, like, we, we bought this house before we had a kid, like before we were even married. So like the shit that we looked at, like we were like, we went into it like, we watch ourselves some TLC. We're gonna fucking get a house in pretty good condition. We're gonna fix some shit up. We're gonna flip it. We're gonna buy the next house. Like, nah, dude, fuck that. We are way too fucking lazy for all that shit. Like. <laughs> Oh, don't, don't be wrong like when, it, when we start a project like i can knock some shit out like i have a decent mind for you know like there's certain things that i have to be like all right i gotta look that up like i don't know how to do that shit yeah. but like I, I just don't want that man like i want to move into a fucking house where everything's fucking done like and i get it done like, like i get it every house is gonna have stuff that pops up like that's not the conversation i'm having like, I, I don't want to move into a house where it's like, redo the basement, put in a sunroom, like, do this, do this, do this. Like, plus we're in a shitty fucking zip code for fucking kid schools. And yeah, like, I fucking hate having neighbors that can like, like <laughs> our neighbor right now, man, like he's a younger dude. He's got two big fucking dogs and I, you know, whatever. But like they stay, 
outside of our window and bark until 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night, every fucking night. Oh, no. And, yeah, dude. So I'm just. Uh, I got it. <laughs> I'm out. Like, yeah. I'm, yeah. My next fun. house. All my done. Next, our next house. Is, yeah, all done. That's right. Our next house. I'm literally going. Now I know what to look for. Like, okay, I need to go and look at the corners and make sure all the trim is there. And I'm not going to have to do that. And like, if I want crown molding, that shit better already be there. And make sure you like the fucking fireplace. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. dude, it, rookie. You know, we're rookies. It was. It's our first home, and I feel like we both have. We got good houses. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, these were. I wouldn't even call this a starter home, but really, like, I'm happy with it for sure. We've already talked about like. Uh, but I think we're going to actually look into, and I'm here, I don't want to talk about this shit, but fucking, like we're going to rent our house out and then get another one. But I don't want to make a fucking, <laughs> yeah, I mean, episode about my fucking life and you know, whatever. But I mean, like legitimately, this is the first house I ever bought and dude, it's 2,700 square feet with a back, a fenced in backyard and attached garage Yeah, in the heart of fucking Breckenridge like it's a nice house yeah but it's just like like looking at it like having a kid now and like looking at the house I'm like I don't like strategically like okay when the second kid comes along then we got to rearrange like what fucking bedroom is what and I'm just like dude no I'm out like fucking <laughs> done oh dude that's a whole that's a whole other fucking conversation of we've already planned of which house this is going to be his room until he's this age and then he's going to be and then oh dude it's yeah no bro next house is like all right man fucking everybody's picking their rooms yeah like for the (laughs) two like ash and i are gonna be like all right this is this room is knox's room this room's the next kid's room this is our room and everybody's gonna fucking stay there this this room's gonna be my fucking office. That room's Ashley's office. Like this is what you know. Like I'm not fuck no fucking projects. <laughs> like, no projects. This is done. <laughs> I'm good. I'm zero projects. Right. So well, shit. Um. All right. Shoot. Well, <laughs> what are we? Shoot. Twenty minutes in talking about our houses again. <laughs> all right, dude. That's what's going on. Hey man, uh, we well, didn't talk about plague. Yeah, that's true. No, we didn't talk about fucking plague. <laughs> oh shit! Well, hell, if you like our our tips for home ownership, <laughs> yeah, right. Go to Instagram or Facebook at Based on True Events Podcast for more DIY DIY tips. How, how not to fucking do it? Yeah, right. Um, hey, we also have a twatter. We don't talk about our houses, but we do talk about our podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you hit us up on the twatter. It podcast boat b o t e. Yeah, uh, if you don't want to only listen to us talk about our houses, but you want to watch us talk about our houses, you can go to YouTube <laughs> or Google and just type in "fuck based on true events podcast." Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, we got our "I wrote for boat" still going on. We send you a free T-shirt if you uh, are the listener suggestion that we have picked as our favorite for the month. That is right, and then. Uh, for those of you who are sending in your suggestions, we are right now, we are sending four contenders into the suggestion pool on our social medias. And so people can vote on what episodes they want to listen to, as this is just as much your podcast as it is ours. We want you to enjoy what you're listening to, so you guys can pick up the order of the episodes that we do them in. That's right. We just knocked out the first two. We, we presented four. You knocked out the Russian mad scientist, and you just did Jesse James. Yeah. Uh, and tonight, I'm going to do the number three. Um, but before we get into that, is there anything else? Uh, plug? We'll, I think. Do field, we'll do the field trip when I don't know. Like I'd love to say we'll we'll do the field trip when the world kind of goes back to some semblance of normalcy. We'll do the field trip whenever it suits us. Like that's. Yeah pretty much the decision that i've made because i i don't really trust the world to go back to any semblance of normalcy for some time and i don't think we want to wait until 2024 before we decide to go to waverly right so visit our tuberculosis center 
we'll we'll, yeah. we'll we'll do it when it's right that's right yeah when um, when it strikes our fancy that's right uh, our new website's gonna be posted soon we'll we'll make sure to to let you guys know about it and uh keep doing what you're doing man we're 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 past 8500 listens and we're fucking stoked so yeah. So and and just uh, just a, a little side note on the website that you you just mentioned, um, of course, we want you to continue to like come to our social media pages um, and support us and send our stuff out. You guys have been amazing about that. Um, but the the idea of the website coming out is to kind of be like a housing area for um, yeah. when we have merch going. Like you know, if you guys uh central hub it's easy instead honestly trying to plug all these different spots it's it's all over the place and i know that's how people do it but why let's just have a fucking home base hence the website which is going to be based on true events podcast.com i mean we already own it we just got to design it and so hey you know yeah so we're actually it's it's to ease up the five minutes of plugs and, and all of this, you know, we, uh, we just, we, we're really, we're trying to streamline it, uh, get maybe a little bit more professional with the game that we're playing here. Uh, we're stepping our game up. That's exactly right. Yeah. So you guys have been amazingly supportive and, and helpful in, in, uh, our journey through this podcast game. And, uh, as a reward to that, we're, we're trying to be a little bit more professional in the way that we present our product to you. That's right. Well, I'm, I'm stoked about the fucking website because, A, we're going to, you know, we need to get better about And once we're back, knock on wood, very soon, in fact, hopefully next uh, couple episodes, we'll be back in the basement. We're going to start taking some, you know, more images so we can share content with you guys other than just the episodes. Like you said, merch, but I want to do some artwork. We got, I got a ton of friends who are talented. I'd love to get some cool shit, you know, that we can help uh, or not help, but that we can um, share uh, and shit. So I'm stoked as fuck about it. As fuck about as it. AF. I'm AF. Uh, speaking of stoked, dude, I actually, I'm stoked about my topic tonight. You want me to jump into it? Yeah, man. If I can get it, get it going, son. Right. Sit back and relax, bitch. Um, yeah. All right. So the third, yeah, right. Yeah, it is. It's the third uh, voted um, on the list was Samuel Little. Um, so Samuel Little was actually on my list, or I, I had sent it to you that one day because I I had seen it like a, a little news something pop up, and it was like serial killer arrested in Louisville, and I was like, oh shit, we got to get on this. Turns out it was like. 2012 but i thought it was recent so anyway that started my whole dig with uh, samuel little so I, I was excited to see that this uh was suggested a and then you know the fact that it actually like because when we do the four topics it we don't assign them to each other we just have an order and so whatever order you guys choose it could be chef could be me doing it so i was stoked that i got this one especially over the fucking lame-ass jesse james <laughs> Which you did justice, don't get me wrong, but he was weak. <laughs> I mean, maybe he wasn't, if you haven't listened to that episode, maybe he wasn't lame. Oh, that's true. <laughs> maybe he was an amazing historical icon that you need to revisit. And, uh, my apologies. He's very compelling. Go and listen to the previous uh, episode. It's awesome. The episode is, the episode is compelling. It regardless, is. regardless of how it pans out, the, the story is actually compelling. So. Yeah, I'll just say this, spoiler alert, if you have a Jesse James tattoo, you're not going to like the episode. <laughs> yeah, it might, it might not be your uh, cup of tea. It might not, might not be your cup of tea. Oh, shit. All right, let me jump into it. So Samuel Little um, was born June 7th. By the way, dude, pages of notes. So bear with me. You know my reading here. But So he was born June 7th, 1940 in... Um, Georgia. I think it was Reynolds, Georgia, but Georgia. Um, his mother was a, in his words, a lady of the night. So she was a hooker. She was a hooker. Yeah. Um, he was basically raised by his grandma in Ohio. Um, his mother was in and out of his life. Um, but dude had a, not a great start to, to, to this world. His mom, his mom basically left him on the side of the road, like in the fucking dirt, like 
like a couple days or a week or so after he was born. So pretty, pretty shitty uh, upbringing. Um, other hey, than, how are you going to roll past that? Like, dude, how are you going to roll past that? She left him in the dirt a couple of days after he was born. How the fuck did he live? Obviously, somebody found him. I don't know, to be honest with it. So I will let me let me preface this. Although I have like six pages of notes, um, there's not a whole lot on this guy because it, a it, he's it's fairly new in comparison to some of the other shit that we've done, um, and you'll understand why as we get into it. We'll talk about it a little bit why there's not a lot, but um, there's really nothing about his childhood other than kind of the bullet points and the shit that he has said. Um, you know, quotes from him directly. So I don't know how he found, I don't know how he survived or what happened, but apparently that his mom's a piece of shit. <laughs> so, I mean, well, that's the point. Literally, the reason, only reason I ask is because there's, there's literally no other species on the face of the planet that has less survival skills than a human being when we're born. When we're like, born. Yeah, we're just a mushy pile of skin. Yeah. When we're no. born. And like all we do is cry and shit and need food every twenty minutes. So and we can't feed ourselves. Yeah, and it's very confusing how someone could survive uh, from the get living on the fuck in a ditch. It, in the it could have been like his grandma. I don't know to be honest with you, but clearly somebody found them. It was on the side of a road. Like they'd said that it was. He was like in the dirt. Like just his hooker mom sucked balls. All right. Um, other than that there's very little on his childhood i wrote down um he grew up with little attention uh, and started getting in trouble at a young age um he was first arrested in high school uh for a b and e breaking and entering he got sent to juvie uh in his 20s he went to live with his mother in florida (laughs) and i literally wrote in quotes or in, in quotation uh, parentheses, two things were wrong with that sentence. <laughs> can, can you pick them? Yeah. A, he went to live with his mom, the piece of shit who put him in the dirt, and two, it was Florida. <laughs> so, what? Yeah, but wait, how old was he again? Uh, in his twenty, like after after high school, in his twenties. Who the fuck sends anybody who's twenty anywhere? Yeah. Like, well, uh, he went to live with his mom, like after high school. Well, uh, I was, I, I was, I'm pretty I sure. Thought- he, Dropped out of high school, but yeah. I thought you you were saying like, oh no, they sent him to go live with his mom. Like, oh, he no, ain't no. Sent me anywhere, motherfucker. Like, no, he got sent to juvie for the breaking and entering, and then and then after high school, I guess I'm, I'm I think he dropped out. I'm assuming uh, in his twenties, he went to live with his mother in Florida. And I said, that's there's two things wrong with that. His yeah, mom. no, I I, I I heard that bit, but it, I hung up on the that he was already in his twenties and. They didn't send him. He 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 uh, he went on, went on. Oh yeah, right. Um, he worked in sanitation and in a cemetery, uh, just whatever he could do to make money. Um, he started to travel and li- and live a, a transient lifestyle, uh, bouncing around a bunch. Um, between 1957 and 1974, Little was arrested multiple times in 11 different states. Um, here uh in 1961 yeah little was sentenced to three years in prison for breaking into a furniture store in lorraine i'm not sure where that is he was released in 1964 by 1975 he had been arrested sorry 26 times in 11 states for crimes including theft assault uh attempted rape fraud and attacks on government officials (laughs) okay so he was a wild one. Um, he had a DUI, a bunch of stuff. Spent a lot of time in prison, although the total was less than 10 years. So he kept getting, obviously, like little stints, I guess, um, for what that's worth. While in prison, Little uh, took up boxing as a middleweight. He would fight like other prisoners. That's always strange to me that they have, like, like boxing where you can fight other prisoners. And I'm like, damn, it's, like, you know, organized it's cool it's kind of weird that that we encourage weightlifting in prison right you would think you wouldn't want them to be all buff (laughs) fucking now they can really kick my ass fantastic 
Yeah, like I, I would, you would think that they would want to like slow down cardio and weight training in prison. Right. <laughs> like I don't want to chase you very far if you get away. And I yeah. definitely don't want to have a really rough fight once I catch you. Well, that's it. I don't want you to be as big as they're all humongous. Yeah. Like so, that's all there is to do. So I never understood that. The, he had claimed that he used to be a prize fighter. There was never really any proof of it, but um, his rap sheet is over a hundred pages long. Uh, dude was busy, I guess. Um, he was able to stay under the radar um, for all that time because he kept switching his names. He'd be like Sam Little, um, I think McDowell, Mc, Samuel Daniels. He'd just change his last name. Uh, in late uh, 1976, um, this is one of the first ones, uh, skip to 1976, a Pamela Smith showed up on a stranger's doorstep naked and beaten with hands bound behind her back. Electrical cord had been used to tie her up. Uh, and let's see, they called oh, the, the stranger called the cops um, and basically told them what had happened to her. A man had choked her from behind. He'd snuck up behind her, choked her from behind with the electrical cord. Um, forced her into a car where he beat her until she was unconscious. Uh, he drove her away to Sunset Hills. Now, I should know this. I'm, I think that's California, correct? Far, I don't Sun know. Yeah, I think Sunset Hills is in California at this time, um, where he uh, raped her. She managed to escape somehow uh, and then ran to the house where, where that's where they called the cops. It didn't take long for them to find Little, the 36-year-old was just sitting in his car in Sunset Hills with all of her shit still, like, in the seat, like, not hiding. So um, he claimed that he didn't rape her, that he only beat her. Uh, he was arrested and given three months in the county jail. Pamela was a heroin addict, and most likely that was the reason that he, got three, that he only got three months. Um, so this happened, like, over and over with his story, like, I did a bunch of research as much as I could find. And, and there's all the stories were similar to this different scenario, different, different woman, but essentially he got caught every time and was given almost no time because prostitutes um, and in quotes, it said that his victims were considered unreliable witnesses, drugs, you know, so kind of sucks. Uh, little always got off light. Um, he continued to move around shoplifting his way around the country um, little had a, <laughs> he had a longtime girlfriend named Jean. She was like a lot older. Like there's one photo of him and her and she's like this old lady. Like it's really weird, but apparently she was like a sugar mama. Uh, she was also a skilled criminal that specialized in theft. Uh, she supported them for years while he traveled around and did what he was doing. Uh, she died in the late eighties. Um, so obviously she can't speak for herself, but they said that she's not considered an accomplice, but most likely knew of his actions. No shit. Isn't that exactly what the fuck an accomplice is? Right. Well, she didn't help him do anything is what they're saying. Sorry. But okay. yeah, you're like, right. I, I, I get that. But like. <laughs> it is exactly what an accomplice is. <laughs> like knowing of a crime and then not turning the person in is an accomplice to yeah. the crime. You are that complicit exactly with the crimes that are being... <laughs> okay, continue. It, you're right. It is the definition of accomplice. <laughs> continue. Um, all right. So in 1982, Little was arrested in Pascagoula, Mississippi, and charged with the murder of 22-year-old Melinda Rose LaPree, who had gone missing in September of that year. Uh, a grand jury declined to indict Little for the murder of LaPree. However, while un, uh, under investigation, Little was transferred to Florida to be brought to trial for the murder of 26-year-old Patricia Ann Mount, whose body was found in September of 1982. Prosecution sure. witnesses identified Little in court as a person who spent time with Mount on the night before her disappearance. Due to the mistrust of the witness testimonies, Little was acquitted in January of 84. Are these all hookers? Uh, the majority, drug users, hookers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I'm just curious. Just curious. Yeah. It, it, and I think I actually wrote it, but basically, he chose these people for a reason. He didn't think anybody'd miss them. 
You know what I'm saying? Like that, you'll, you'll, you'll start seeing a pattern. Um, Little was, uh, let's see, he moved to California where he stayed in the vicinity of San Diego. In October 84, he was arrested for kidnapping, beating, and strangling 22-year-old Lori Barros, Barros, who survived. One month later, he was found by police in the backseat of his car with an unconscious woman, also beaten and strangled, in the same location as the attempted murder of Barros. Little served two and a half years in prison for both crimes. Upon his release in February of 87, he immediately moved to Los Angeles and committed more than 10 additional murders. Little was arrested on September 5th, 2012 at a homeless shelter in Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville. Louisville, Deville, and extradited to California to face a narcotics charge after which authorities used DNA testing to establish that he was involved in the murder of Carol uh, something Elford, killed on July 13th, 80, in uh, 1987. Guadalupe Duarte Apodaca, killed on September 3rd, 1987. Yeah, I know. that name was a tough one. Sorry, Guadalupe, no, no offense. Um, killed in 87. Huh? Guadalupe. Yeah. Audrey Nelson Everett, killed on August 14th, 89. All three women were killed and later found on the streets of Los Angeles. He was extradited to Los Angeles where he was charged on January 7th, 2013. A few, a few months later, the police said that Little was being investigated for involvement in dozens of murders committed in the 80s, which until then had been undisclosed. In connection with the new circumstances in Mississippi, the LaPree murder case was reopened. In total, Little was tested for involvement in 93 murders of women committed in the United States. 93. So, um, like I said, he chose these women because he thought no one would be looking for them. Um, this is something that was weird because everybody always asks, well, why was he doing it? You know, he, he, he would rape them uh, a lot of times, but there was never, try not to get too gross, but, tough shit there's no way there's no way to say this he, there was never any semen inside the woman's anal you know there was no semen inside he would basically just jerk off on them so uh, they don't know if it was sexual sexual gratification or if he was just a sicko who liked to strangle people or whatever but he said that he was triggered by necks like literally necks he said he never killed people he loved and he did so by ref and he was able to do so by refusing to look at their necks, which is really weird. Uh, the first woman he killed was because she was repeatedly touching her neck. She was like sitting in a restaurant and he was just watching her and she kept touching his neck and apparently it set him off. And his words were, uh, it was a sign from God. So dude was fucked. Um, if, if there's a God, he screwed the fucking pooch making that dude. Uh, but he would torture these women. He would strangle them. Not every time, but numerous times he would strangle them just enough to where they wouldn't die. They would come to, and then he'd strangle them again and then repeat over. And he was torturing with them. He was playing with them. Uh, and again, he would, he would, a lot of times he would masturbate while he was strangling them. And he's, he, he said he would laugh like dude was sick. He was fucked. I mean, like there's no way around this. Um, he said that he loved women and respected them. He called his victims, his babies, and they all had lived together and that they would all live together in his mind now. Uh, yeah, he's sick. Like, I mean, there's no way around it. They have tons of videos of this dude, um, in prison, like confessing to this stuff. Um, and you can literally see him getting, and I watched him you can see him getting excited. I mean, talking about these things, it's pretty fucked. Uh, Samuel Little has received four life sentences and will die in prison, obviously. Um, he is currently 79. He has a heart condition, so it's not going to be long. Um, this is the crazy part of the story. And I know what you're going to say. This is the crazy part, but, um, so he has confessed to killing 93 women and the FBI says all of his confessions are credible. Like all of them. They, they say he's telling the truth. Um, 
Have you heard of this, by the way? Like, are you familiar? I know you've heard of Samuel Little, but. I've, I've heard, like, I've heard that he is considered one of the most prolific serial killers. All right. Um, so, all right. So that's, let me, about, that's about the line, the limit of my extent. Okay. Um, all right. So literally this is from, from New York and it kind of summarizes and I thought it was, well, I'll just read it. This, it, the title is Samuel Little is the most prolific serial killer in the U S history. FBI says. Uh, Mr. Little, 79 years old, has confessed to 93 murders, and the agency believes that all of his confessions are all of his confessions are credible. Uh, after years of painstaking investigation into the grisly confessions of a graying man in a wheelchair, um, yeah, dude's 79, and these video, all these interviews, like he's older. I mean, it's crazy. He literally remembers the details of all of these women, their names, their height, their weight, like where he was at, like, it's pretty crazy. But because he's getting older, they're trying to get, you know what I mean? Like that's, this is recent because they're still trying, before he dies, they're trying to close, close as many cases as they can. Yeah, right. Um, County, uh, let's see, announces on Sunday that Samuel Little, who has admitted to strangling vulnerable women across the country for decades, is the most prolific known serial killer in American history. He has confessed to 93 murders. Uh, the agency said in a statement that it had verified 50 of the killings and that it believed that all of his confessions are credible. Now the FBI is looking for help identifying the rest of the victims. Uh, a task, it says, is more urgent because of his age, poor health, what we just said. Um, over the weekend, the agency, uh, was asking for assistance for the public, um, after releasing five sketches that Mr. Little had drawn of the women he claimed to have killed with information about where he had met each one. So this is what most people like, and if you Google it, I don't know if you can see that, but he has done sketches of not all 93 but numerous women that he has killed uh, or claimed to kill. And the sketches, although, the, I mean, it's not like one of the, like we made fun of the wanted posters, like back in the day. It's not that bad. I mean, there's definitely details, blue eye color, like, but they're using this and sending it out to people trying to identify, you know, trying to get information, close the case. Because um, a lot of them, he doesn't remember their names, but he remembers their faces. So this dude's literally drawing pictures of these women that he's killed. He's got like details on the picture of like their weight, their height. So he remembers all these weird, fucking gross details. Um, yeah. Yes. You in the back? Question. Why? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure there's an answer. But why the fuck aren't they cross-referencing? these details with missing persons from time the you know what they i'm saying like, they, okay. they, that's what they're doing i mean they are in fact there's a list i didn't go well maybe i'm gonna say it yeah i think i'll tell you how many are actually the Still problem is they don't have names so a lot of these women were found um and with no identification and so they're they're nameless other people had their bodies are still missing and so they're asking if anybody has any information i don't know man there's there's what 50 of them they said they had what 50 is that what i said 50 were closed 93 cases i mean that's a lot i mean and it, it's from the 80s so i mean shit dude that's probably hard as hell to do i mean i would think i'm not saying i'm not saying it's easy i'm just like just trying to narrow the field, bro. Just trying to narrow the field. Like, right. Um, it is weird, though. It is weird that he remembers, like, height, weight, detail, like, minute details about all of these people. Yeah. But, but the name Sharon fucking yeah. escaped his memory. Like, so, 93 is a big number, though. Like, I will give you that. Like, 93, like, dude, that's. Yeah, well, so after Mr. Little was approached by a Texas Ranger sinking information about 18 months ago, uh, and this was, by the way, this article was written in t last year, um, just for reference. Uh, he has confessed crimes to numerous prosecutors and police officers who have flown to Lancaster um, 
prison where he is serving consecutive life sentences for three murders from the 80s. Prosecutors say they have closed dozens of homicide investigations dating back nearly five decades. Some of the cases uh, they feared would never have been solved. Um, for many years, Samuel Little believed he would not be caught because, because he thought no one was accounting for his victims. Uh, even though he had already even though he is already in prison, the FBI believes it is important to seek justice for each victim. Well, yeah, to close each case. I get that. Mr. Little has been convicted of at least eight murders, including several he had confessed to. Prosecutors around the country are still weighing whether to formally charge him for killings. It was uncertain how many charges he will ultimately face. Uh, no one representing Mr. Little could be reached for comment. Gary Ridgway, the Green River Killer, was convicted of 49 murders in Washington State during the 80s and 90s, which was the highest number of murder convictions for any American ooh, serial killer. Oh, I got I got I'm sorry, like not to take us on a different tangent, but like literally, yeah. I got a Green River Killer story. Yeah. Oh. Like I, I know that motherfucker like used his like phone time to call one of the victims that had escaped that survived. He called his victim and was like, I'm coming to kill you, bitch. And like hung up the phone, like just called her to fuck with her. Oh but, my God. Like, okay, okay. Sorry. sorry. I digress, but like. Well, so strangely, I don't know. One, I didn't realize that the Green River Killer had the highest number of murder convictions for any American serial killer. Uh, hello, new episode. Uh, I actually don't know that much about him, but. Maybe you do, but shit. So that's why they're saying he's the most prolific because of the number is, is now the highest number. If in fact, 93 is accurate. Um, Mr. Little was arrested dozen times for crimes. Oh, they're, they're going to, we've already covered most of this. Um, in addition to his prison cell conversations with law enforcement officials, Mr. Little has drawn dozens of detailed portraits. Um, over 45 years, he targeted marginalized women, including prostitutes and drug users. The authorities say most of them were, were African-American. Uh, he often knew only their first names or nicknames. The FBI noted that many of the deaths of Mr. Little's victims had originally been ruled as overdoses or from accidental or unknown causes. In other cases, the women went missing and their bodies were never found, but their cases drew little attention. While Mr. Little has offered many details, investigators fear that his memory is becoming not entirely reliable. He is often fuzzy on the year. Uh, let's see, that can make matching his versions of events to local police records challenging and help from the public even more essential according to investigators. Okay. Among the five new sketches released to the public, one depicts a transgender woman named Marianne that Mr. Little met in Miami in 1971. Uh, well, this goes into detail about an actual situation where he killed her. Um, I don't need to get into all that. In a series of videotaped interviews with Mr. Little from a prison cell that were released by the FBI this week, Mr. Little became visibly excited as he discussed the killings. Yeah, I mean, and if you Google Samuel Little, there's about four sites, like right up front, that you can get some information, but almost all of them are either a YouTube video that some sort that somebody's actually presenting, like doing a, like a podcast or a, a blog or something, or it's his confession tapes because there's tons of them. Um, his words here in uh, one of the things is, "Oh man, I loved her. I forgot her name. Oh yeah, I think it was Ruth." So this is a little old man who's who's telling these stories, it's pretty fucking disturbing because he's doing, he talks about strangling them. Like he talks about buying a candy bar or something. You know what I mean? So like, just. Yeah. Like it, this dude reminds me a lot of fish. Yeah. Um, like, just like the no children. The, the, thank the God. Little, not yeah, Like no children. Um, but the fact just like the idea of like the little old man, like, yeah. And like I understand what the police the police and law enforcement are doing trying to like put a bow on, you know, like close these cases and give these families some closure. Yeah. Um, I get that. Like I Yeah, I, I don't I don't feel I don't feel like this one is like one of those 
like the Iceman Killer who was just like, oh, I killed hundreds. Yeah. I killed I killed hobos. I killed like like he just wanted to hear himself talk. This guy like this guy's like, look, man, uh, I'm not getting out. You guys want to hear a story? I've got nothing else to do, so I'll talk with you. And he's yeah. literally and honestly, it's 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 freaky because you you watch the videos and he's like, damn, he's kind of likable, but the words coming out of his mouth, you're like, oh no, he's not. He's he's fuck. He's a monster. Like he's horrible. Um, here it says, and I'm I'm pretty much done, but nothing he's ever said, and this is in quotes from um, one of the detectives or Texas Ranger. Nothing he's ever said has been proven to be wrong or false. Um, we've been able to prove up almost everything he said. The videotaped interviews released by the FBI, Mr. Little spoke about the killings as if they were ordinary events, frequently interrupting his stories with smiles and laughter. He did too, man. It was gross. Uh, his recollections were full of detail, often including the names of streets and the clothing his victims uh, wore. Uh, he has expressed no remorse, which is absolutely correct. He, he's not sorry about this shit. Uh, and I'll end with his, God put me on this earth to do what I did. He made me. God. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and so that so, so is, is Samuel Little, my friend. Let me, let, let me ask you this. Like, so they don't know like where some of these bodies are. Like, was he actively like hiding bodies or was he just like dumping them on the side of the road? Like, so he did, he did both actually. Um, for example, let me give you a, well, one lady, he, he literally threw off a cliff. Another one he put in a lake. Another one he just left like by the side of the road. He talked in one of the interviews, how he just laid the body like on, on a pile of trash behind a gas station. Like he was really random. There, it seemed like the crazy thing about him and what's—he's so old now that it, he's not like scary to me. Like you, you hear some people and you're like, "Oh, it's frightening," but a he—he he, drugs were always involved. So usually, you know, and, and actually pictures of him younger because he his his rap sheet is really long. So there's actually a photo of all of his. Um, mug shots and you can literally see him age through the system like there's a shot as, it, as he grows older he was a big dude but he didn't he wasn't afraid to get caught at all ever but he didn't think he, he was doing anything wrong well and there's that too but he also didn't think anybody would miss these women he, he was like i'll just put her here so he was never like trying to cover up anything that that's the whole crazy and he got caught a bunch but they just kept Anytime, well, he got caught for, for people who survived, like, you know, and everything, but it, he just, they discredited it because they were, you know, either a prostitute or a drug user or something like that. Did so, you say, like, when his first murder was? Yeah, it was. Uh, credited murder, like, because, like, I, like, I get that he was doing, like, this miscreant shit, like, he was, like, B&E, and, like, you know, there was, like, the attempted rape charge, there was, there was shit here and there that he's doing, like, a month stretch, or, you know, this and that, like, but, like, something flipped the switch, you know what I'm saying? Like, at some point, like, well, he was doing it the whole fucking time. Well, that's what they're saying. Never getting caught. That's what, so that's what they're basically saying. So in 82 is when he was first arrested for the murder of Melinda Rose LaPree, um, who had gone missing in September of that year. So that was the first time he got arrested. So, and he didn't get out of jail. Oh no, he was acquitted in 84, but then, so he got arrested in 84 again, and then he didn't get out. But so the first murder was in 82 that he was arrested for, but because of whatever he got quitted, but he technically he had been the whole time he had been in transient moving around, robbing and doing everything else. He was also murdering. He just never got caught for it. So technically, unfortunately he was right. And so shame on, you know, the popo for not fucking, you know, looking for missing prostitutes and stuff. I guess they also didn't care. And so unfortunately, you know, that's why he kept doing it, kept getting away with it. Well, dude, that's, I mean, that is the same fucking story that we told with the fucking, uh, the Ripper crew, man. The, the crew. reason they got away with that for, so, like, 
I mean, they didn't they didn't get away with it for very long. Like in the grand scheme of things, that was a pretty short stint. Like it was like right. a year and a half, two years. Right. That they were doing fucking crazy shit. But the reason that that nobody even started looking into it was because, you know, it was prostitutes and shit at the beginning. The only reason anybody even started looking into the shit with the Ripper crew was because it was like a real estate agent that that got attacked. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I'm looking at, like, so, like, if you go to, like, Wikipedia, like, confirm murders, and there's, like, a list here. Um, one of them is in 1980 Jane Doe and that's Cincinnati, Ohio, um, suspected murders. There's a list and there's like in quotations, a Linda, a Marianne, because he's just giving them a name, first name or a nickname, unnamed black female, unnamed white female, you know, Emily. Like, so it's probably hard as hell. Joe, like it's probably hard as hell to try to track down and match all that. You know what I mean? So I get that. So how many, like, I know they, they, they're pretty much considering, like, confirm 93. That's how many, that's how many he, he admitted or is claiming that he killed. And so far, he's never lied about any of them. So they're assuming. Right. But I guess my question is, how many of them have they linked? Like, like of the 93, how many of them have been attributed uh, to a body? You know what I'm saying? Like. So how many closed cases have they pulled out out of the 93? Like, is it 40, it, is it 20, it, is it 70? Yeah, I thought that it said it right there at the end of that article. I thought it was 20. Is that wrong? Mr. Little. Uh, I feel like, I don't know where it is, but I feel like I read the number 20. So, a lot, but not 93. Right. You know what I mean? Um, I'm look, I feel like I just read it out loud, but then again, I read a bunch of numbers. So, I mean, uh, was convicted of 49. No, that's the Greenway. Or the Green River Killer. So, this, uh, this dude is, um, you know, to be, to be called the most prolific, and I don't know if I like yeah, but anyway, to be considered one of the most prolific serial killers in American history, it's a little premature just because it's still going on. Like, I mean, it's currently, you know, like it, it, the investigation right now is literally happening. So they're assuming that 93 is accurate because that's what he said. Um, they don't have, I mean, it's, it sounds shitty to be like, it's not a competition, but as of right now, the Green River Killer still has the most confirmed killer. Right. Um, so I sent you that meme because I, I thought that it had happened immediately, but it was talking about Samuel Little in 2012 being arrested in Louisville. Um, for those that don't know, obviously, or haven't listened to other episodes, that's where we live. So um, that's what first got my attention about this guy. And then the more I read, you know, it, it, especially when I started getting into the interviews and stuff, um, because he talks about it so nonchalant, um, it's really kind of, it's horrific to hear this little old man just, and he does talk about these women like, oh, I loved her. Like she was great. Or one of them, he's like, oh, she was a big old girl. I couldn't have carried her by myself. So she stayed where she was at, you know, real weird. Like just hearing this old guy talk about this stuff. So matter of factly. Okay. So law enforcement has been able to verify 50 confessions. 50 murder confessions. It was 50. You're right. So, I mean, they're, they're like halfway yeah. through. Well, and he, and so technically he is one over the green river killer, I guess. So he is, he has got the biggest body count of any American serial killer. Um, yeah. I, I, I find it. I mean, I'm glad. I, I don't know why I'm glad about this, but I'm, I, I'm glad we're not like burning through taxpayer dollars trying to continuously convict this guy of, of murders. Right. Like they got him and they're just like, look, dude, we're just trying to fucking close cases. Like we're just trying to confirm. Yeah. I, I do. I like that. Murders. Yeah. But I am glad that they're not just like, okay, new trial. Like, yeah. Why would they waste no. money on that? Because right. 
Yeah, dude, we know he's going to die in prison. Um, he's going to die soon. And so they are kind of, you know, running around, getting as many as they can. You know, you know, you know how much I think we both are, in, in many cases, a, a very uh, strong advocate for the capital punishment. Yeah. Um, especially in kind of cases like this. Uh, I'm actually glad they're keeping him alive uh, yeah. to solve more cases. Yeah. Um, just well, for and, he, the, and he's trying the, to help. Like, he's literally like, I'm not. I don't so, know. So there's a difference. Help is, I think help is a, a well, strong okay. word. Brag is probably a more, they're, they're, they're willing to listen and it gives him something to do. Right. Um, I don't but think he's fabricating the stories. No, um, it, it seems very, and he doesn't come off as, as gloaty or, or cocky about it. it. That's what's weird is he's just being like, yeah, okay, I'll tell you a story about that one. Yeah, that's da 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 da, you know? And, and he's just telling his life story. He's just basically, he, yeah, yeah. And he's like reliving it. That's the creepy. You can see him like he's going, what's it? And he's like, oh, yeah, because he mentions like Kroger. And I'm like, oh, that's creepy because it's like, fuck, that's that's literally here. And but he'll just be like, yeah, that's what it was. And then, oh, um, you know, and so he, you can see him just reliving it. And then when he starts talking about strangling someone or you could see him like kind of smirk. And it's like, oh, dude, it's it's creepy as shit. Um, and, and it's, you know, it's it's a it's a pretty wild, wild. It didn't. For me, it didn't disappoint because it was like, holy shit. And I do, I liked the ending because he's, he's locked up. He's not getting out. He's going to die in prison. But he, there is still positive things that are kind of happening. You know, somebody may be actually be able to get some closure. You know, a family member may, might actually get some closure all these years later. By, by the way, um, your statement about the 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 composite sketches that he gave in comparison to the wild west <laughs> wanted posters you're wildly crediting this man as giving better like no dude i i feel like it would be easier to find the people in a wanted poster than these fucking it looks like, like it's, I'm a terrible it's, artist and yeah. i will admit that a hundred percent but i feel like i could give you a better sketch of a person's face than some of the shit that this guy well has. no 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 so it looks like a it looks like a a fucking elementary school kid drew it but yeah. the attention to detail is what i mean like the actual like color of the eyes like the color of the scarf the color of the hair like his details the necklace like all those details are actually there that that's all i didn't say they were like good drawings like the wanted posters are like fucking one it's not in color and it's you know fucking so I wasn't trying to say dude's a fucking good artist. <laughs> I thought that's what you were like pushing at. And I was looking at it. I was like, eh. yeah, I might, maybe I should have been more clear. No, I just meant like, they're actually providing like details. Um, no, they're absolutely, they look all like their heads discombobulated. Like it's all weird. And yeah. It, it's, they're creepy as hell. I mean, is what they are. I mean, when you really think about it, but um they they yeah. seem they've actually they have actually found and closed cases off of these drawings, which is pretty wild. So I I'm glad that that Samuel Little that somebody could connect that one of those pictures to somebody that you know. But well, imagine if it was like a relative, and you go, oh, dude, like she had that color scarf on when she went missing or I don't know, whatever. Fuck. I get it. They look fucking, yeah, they're shitty drawings. <laughs> oh, you dickhead. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, I, you know, the most prolific serial killer is, is not as, you know, people are always talking about the goriest and the most bloody and the most disgusting and dark and everything. Um, but this is, this is pure, numbers body count you know um i mean don't get me wrong he 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 was brutal because he strangled them and and raped and did horrible shit but um you know compared to like Dahmer, everybody always because Dahmer ate people and that's just more you know your favorite subject cannibalism yeah exactly <laughs> no but uh yeah samuel little this this dude is um 
he's going to die soon, and I'm, I'm, I'm all right with that. But hopefully they find a few more people before he does. Well, yeah. So. I, that, I mean, that, that's the real that's the real th- thing. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, Dahmer's not a slouch. Like, Dahmer's credited with 17 people. Dude, and so, like, I figured one day we'll eventually do Dahmer, but I actually did some research on him once, and I listened to an actual uh, podcast um, who did it, and I was, like, unaware of some of how disgusting that motherfucker was. Yeah, he, dude. I knew, I knew, I mean, dude, you eat people, you're, you're fucking another level, but he's, oof. <laughs> dude, not, not to, not to do whatever, but. I like I saw something the other day and it was about Ed Gein or whatever. And like I'm I know that's gonna be an episode. Yeah. Um we've actually talked about that episode. But they literally had like he had he had made a necklace of tongues, like human tongues. Gein? Yeah, Ed Gein did. And they literally had a woman modeling the necklace, like recently. And I'm like, why? For what? Like, why the fuck are we, A, like, why did anyone hang on to it? Why'd you keep it? Why is like, it not in the box? Like, 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 it, like, I get that the case is closed and, you know, whatever. But, A, if somebody bought that and that's part of their personal collection, like, dude, what the fuck? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. He, like there's a whole bunch of like weird like trinkets that Ed Gein had in general. Like he had human skin lampshades, and he made like gloves out of human skin and shit like that. Like all sorts of weird stuff. And I know a lot of that stuff is still out in the world, like still exists. But like, like the picture of like the woman wearing the tongue necklace, and like she didn't seem that creeped out wearing the necklace, and yeah. the fact that. Somebody thought that that was a good photo op, and I'm like, you know, I gotta Google now. Jesus. Like, why? Like, what? What are we doing? Like, I, I yeah, I don't know about that one. I'm gonna have to, I'll have to Google that one and find out. Or maybe, <laughs> hey, season three, Ed Gein, Dahmer, maybe. Never know. If fucking just go on a stretch of like heavy hitters for like, yeah. Well, so, so that's kind of where I was going. Like, this, it, he is not considered a heavy hitter yet but he will be i feel like you know there's not that much information on him it's not written yet you know what i mean so there, it, it's not uh, documented it's being documented but there's not they're still, that. Try, they're still playing catch up man they're still chasing their ass on this case yeah i know that's what i'm saying so i'm wondering if you know he has to be he will become a heavy hitter just because of the number uh and he's made it into the history books for some horrible shit you know so. Yeah, I mean, I really think that a lot of times, man, these guys get, like, labeled as heavy hitters because of the brutality of right. some, their crimes. Like, Yeah, the goriness. Jack, like, Jack the Ripper is considered a heavy hitter, right? I mean, it took me 12 minutes to shit on Jack the Ripper, but yeah. I, it was brutality, really, more, like, and I'm not saying, like, these guys need to be out there, like, fucking getting these body counts up. Like, right. Yeah, don't step up your games. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, that, that's not the point I'm trying to make here at all. It's just, like, this dude, like, I, I also think it probably has to do with the cross-section of the public that he was killing. Like, it does. And, and how long he was getting away with it. Yeah. This is, like, this is a lot like that, that, story you did out of canada where i feel like it's like oh shit like this has been going on and like we should have really been they they dropped the ball well that's what i'm saying like they they were not they weren't looking for these women because they were because of who they were in society or whatever you want they weren't credible witnesses credible witnesses right so yeah it's i mean and dude it what sucks is that he was right he was able to get away with it because nobody was, nobody cared about these women and he was right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's pretty fucked, but, um, yay. Happy before bedtime story. 
Yeah, well, I mean, it is what it is. Like, yeah. Well, I, I thought it was an awesome suggestion. Like I said, he was on my list, and so I enjoyed doing the research and learning. Um, and actually, Green River Killer, I'm like, holy shit, I guess we got to do something about him because I'm curious. A couple of the, I will say, a couple of the articles, and steer clear, well, let, whatever, do whatever the fuck y'all want. But, like, it's one of those, like, Green River hitter or Green River Killer got knocked off of the, out of first play, you know, they were doing it like all oh, like we got a new you know whatever and i was like dude don't celebrate the motherfucker yeah well we've done i mean that's where unicorn farts bill came from right yeah well true yeah this guy does not have a, a fucking cool serial nickname a serial killer nickname yet so wait for it <laughs> yeah well i mean i don't think he'll get one either Hopefully not. Nobody fucking knew. Like, the only reason they get those names is because it's in the paper or it's on the news. Because they're looking for them. Yeah, right. So, Sammy Little, old, in prison, he's going to be dead. Yeah. There's your boat. There's your boat. I I mean, I hate to say it this way, but, like, I hope that they actually – the the 93 that he's admitted to i hope that they can give some solace to the families or you know bring some closure to maybe some missing persons cases yeah uh, uh, you know well he they're they're at 50 and i don't think they're going to make it to 93 before he dies dude you should see he's old he's he's not in good shape so in fact right. he could be dead by the time this podcast airs <laughs> so I, I looked it. I, I looked it up. He's still like, there's no, it like he's not in intensive care. Like he, he's not. He's still kicking. Right. Yeah. yeah. Hey, go ahead and listen to a couple of his interviews before you go to sleep. So he tells great stories. I'm good, man. All right. I'm good. Well, I uh, I don't have anything else to add to Mr. Samuel Little, the most prolific serial killer in American history. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm good too, man. All right, brother. I don't need to dig anymore. All right. You did, you did, you did him justice. There it is. All right. Well, we got one left. Uh, you're you're going to tackle it next. Uh, the ayahuasca, Kentucky cult. Something. Ayahuasca trippy cult. Trippy, trippy cult. Trippy cult. Uh, and then we'll uh, – I don't know what the fuck we're doing after that, but we'll do something fun. <laughs> fun. Hard fun. quote. Something Hard fun. Quote. You've done a lot of fun episodes, but yeah, you're right. Most of them are not. Fun is not the right adjective. <laughs> so, all right, man. All right, man. See you on the well, other side. Sleep well. Later, brother. Good shit.